Okay, so we're starting uh, today's daf and uh, daf tesvav, a little ways down at the Ibayluhu, um which is like the last piece of the first chapter of Meseches Gitin. And the question is this: Ibayluhu Reb Shimon Hanasi Nasiu O Mishmedi Nasi Kamar. Apparently, they weren't familiar with uh, a Reb Shimon who was a Nasi. So, but he is called Reb Shimon Hanasi. So. Was he a Nasi, in fact? Or was he quoting someone else who was a Nasi? So Tashma Kamarni approved. Amar Rav Yosef, Halacha Grab Shimon Anasi. Halacha is like Grab Shimon Anasi. Well, that seems to say that Rav Shimon, in fact, was a Nasi. But it's not quite conclusive. Nasi who? Aldukamar Mishmeta Nasi. Teiku. And we just remain with the question. And I guess even that, it's not completely clear. It could be that Rav Yossi was just quoting how he's referred to in the Mishnah, and it's not really making a statement that he, in fact, was a Nasi. So the question is like this. If we're following the opinion of Rav Shimon HaNasi, so v'alkaimelon divrei shkime rakich suvenum surmudama uh, don't we? Uh, isn't it the basic opinion that every person on his deathbed, it's like it's not only uh, whatever he dictates, it's as if it's written and handed over, and uh, basically, if he dies from that illness, it's completely binding. So Rav Yosef Bebari. So Rav Yosef will have to say that Rav Shimon Nasi's case or ruling was talking about somebody who was healthy, not on his deathbed, because that would, in fact, be um, obligatory, if, in fact, that was the case. Okay? Um, and uh, so of, uh, so the Gemara says, How can that be? But he said that you give it to the inheritors of the sender. Clearly, he did die. So, um, uh, which implies that he's he he was in fact um, he was bedridden when he made the when he made that that when he wanted when he expressed his will that that's what he wants to happen. So uh, Gemara says you're right. Um, Tani change the change the text. Yaxur lemishalech to return it to the mishalech himself because we're clearly talking about somebody who is bari. And if he was a shkimirav, he was on, uh, you know, on his deathbed, then in fact the rule would be different. It would be we would have to fulfill what he says, and it doesn't require anything. It's um, automatically finalized. And hadron kama, and that's the end of the first chapter. Which brings us to the next thing. I maybe give him Somebody brings a get. From overseas, and he only said half the story. He said that I was there for the writing, but he could not say that he was there for the signing. Or I was there for the signing, but I was not there for the writing. In front of me, it was completely written. But it was only signed partially in front of me, meaning I saw one of the witnesses sign, and not the other. 
In front of me, it was halfway written. And it was fully signed. Plus, it's also not good. Now, um, Rashi over here clarifies that we saw earlier that if you were there for the first part of the writing, that's as if you were there for the entire writing. So when it says that you were there for part of the writing, that means you missed the beginning, but you caught the end, or like the lower part of the writing. Okay. Shnaim Omrim Nechtav. Um, two people say in front of it was written. Uh, it was written, and only one was able to confirm that it was signed in front of it. Possible, it's still unfit and invalid. Rabbi the Machshav Rabbi disagrees, and he says that it is kosher. One person says that I was saw the writing, and there were two people who could verify the signature. Kosher, that is kosher. So we'll clarify the Mishnah and the Gemara. So Asulamali, why is this um, not completely superfluous? This Mishnah didn't we already see in the beginning? We already saw this once before. It's deja vu all over again. First Mishnah. You have to say it. End of story. So why do we need to reiterate the Mishnah? So you may, if that was the only source, have a minat tzarech, I would only know that you need to. Below, Amar, but if you don't say b'fanenecht of kosher, it's still kosher. Kamash Malan, that's what this mission is necessary to tell us, that if you only did, if you didn't say b'fanenecht of fanenechtam, meaning you did anything less than that, the get is puzzled. It's not only that you need to do it, but it does not affect the kashras of the get. You need to do it, and it does affect the kashras of the get. Okay. So the next case is I saw part of the writing and not all the writing. Right. So I, I said it was the Rashi, but really it's the Gemara. I made a mistake. I which half are we talking about? It's the first half. Even if you only saw the first line, it's good enough. So we're only talking about the latter half. I saw all the writing, but only part of the signing. Puzzle, it's no good. Even if the second witness that he did not verify that he wasn't there to see the signing of, um, it's still going to be possible. Even though we have verification for that second signature. My Tema, why is that? Is Rav the statement? Either you need the witnesses for the full signatures, two witnesses verifying the full signatures the way that you always do it, or it's all with the Tekanas Chachamim. But you can't split between the Tekanas Chachamim, which is the, the Shliach himself verifying, and part of it is going to go to Kimaget. Either you're all in the Kimaget world, which requires two witnesses and both signatures, 
or you're all in the um, in the uh, in the Takanas Chachamim camp, where it's just a shliach, but he's also testifying about both the writing and the signing, and both signatures. So that's the problem. So Maskev the Rava, so Rava says, I don't understand this. Mikamidi, can there be such a thing? One would say it's kosher. Hashdik trade puzzle. Two makes it invalid. Just doesn't sit well with Rava. Why would two be worse than one? Salam Rava Sarava says that we're talking about a different scenario. Afilu hu ve'echad me'idin al chasimas yad sheni even him with somebody else is testifying on the second witness. So basically, we're talking about over here is he saw the signing of the first one. The second one, he didn't actually see the signing, but him together with a different person can confirm that that's that other guy's handwriting. He recognizes it and he's recognizing it as such. So my timer, why would that be a problem? That uh, creates a potential flaw in Kim Staris in general. Because what will happen is the Kanafik Nechi River de Mimona will come to assume that the um, that that the um, the money can be come out from one witness three quarters of the money. You think about it. There's um, normal Kim Staros. There's two witnesses and there's two signatures. So there's four parts over here. But what's going to happen is, is that you have one witness providing the full testimony for one of the signatures. That's half. Plus the other one he's taking out, he's providing half of the second half's the second signature. So that's three quarters from one, one witness. That's not going to work. And people will come to the wrong conclusions. So Maskev La Ravashi, Ravashi says, how can that be? Can there be such a thing? If he would be providing the full information, the fact that there's another person with him, puzzle becomes puzzle. How could that ruin it for him? Elam Ravashi, so rather Ravashi says, Even if he says, I am the second witness, Puzzle, it's invalid. My time, what's the reason? Either it's all in on the Kiyamaget, or it's all in on the Takanas Chachamim, It's no good because he is saying the first one I saw the signature, the second one I'm the witness. That is not going to work. So, so obviously, if he's the second witness, he could testify about his own signature, but it's not valid. And that's how Ravashi understands the case. So now we have a mission. Tanan, we learned the mission. I saw all of the writing, only part of the signature. Puzzle, it's invalid. 
What's the other half? So he's providing information on the half of the signature, not the other half. What's the case? What are you going to say? There's nobody else testifying on it? So half the signature you have no information on? If one witness would say, and the other one would say, each one is signing is testifying about the full a full thing, well, either the full writing or the full signing, and still it's possible. If the second, if the signature is only providing half the information and not the other signature, so of course it's not going to be good. You wouldn't need to say that. Even when we have all the information, but from two different uh, sources, it's no good. So surely, when it, we don't even have part of the information, of course it's not going to be acceptable. Ella, either one of two possibilities. Either it's like Rabbah says, that him, together with another witness, is providing the testimony about the second signature. And the problem is because three quarters is coming from him, and that's why it's no good. Or it's like Rav Ashi, who would say that um, he's just he is the witness, he is this witness who signed the second a second. Uh, and it's countering Rav Chisa's opinion, who's saying that such a thing should be fine. I mean, uh, Rav Chisa is the one who said. I'm sorry, Rav Chisa is the one who said that we're talking about where two witnesses provide the second signature. That's still no good, because it's not coming all in one direction. Okay, meaning all from one path, so to speak. So Amulach Rav Chizr, Rav Chizr says not necessarily true. Why did the Mishnah also have to talk about that case, where he says befananechtav, but he did not say befananechtav? Ella, what's the answer? Very simple. That's how Mishnayos work. First they say the more basic Chiddush, and then they build it up. Not only that, but even the next thing, and even the next thing, so we can build up to more, more you know, to the bigger Chiddush, to present it in a more interesting way. So what was your old question? Why would you have to talk about where part, only part of the information is being provided? Because it's low zuaf, so not only in that case, but even in that case. Um, okay. I'm Rav Chizda. So Rav Chizda says another interesting halacha. Gidud, similar to this one. Right? We're coming with writing pro- proved by the shliach, just his own statement. The signing by proper witnesses. And he says you can't put the two together because it's like providing half and half. So similar, similarly, is this halacha. Okay, so what is this? Gidod, okay, as you know, that uh, for any rooftop you need... Um, oh, well, actually, the, um, um, we're talking about uh, creating a mechitza for Shabbos. So normally for mechitzas you need ten tefachim tall. So what if you got something like this? Gidud chamisha or mechitz chamisha? You you have a wall that's only five high, but you have dug down five deep. 
Eimin starfin, they don't combine. Ache o kulubamachita, o kulubagidat. Either you have all ten tvachim wall, or all ten tvachim whole. You can't split it. Again, similar idea. Darish Maremar, so Maremar says it Russia. Gidud Hamisha Mechitza Hamisha Mitzarfin they do combine. Not like Rav Chista. The Elkas and Mitzarfin they do combine. Which brings us to the next question. Okay, also similar like splitting of things. But Elfa Elfa wants to know. Yotayim Torahs Lechatzayin. If you have hands that are only halfway Tor, is that effective? Oh, in Torahs Lechatzayin, or that maybe there's no such thing as halfway. So the Gemara wants to understand what do you mean by halfway? You use the minimum amount of water, which is Ravias, and you wash two sets of hands with the same pouring. That's not a question. We learned in Mishnah, from one Ravias, you could do for one person or even two people. As long as you're taking a vessel that's that large, you can wash multiple hands with it. He only washed one hand. Um, um, that also works. So um, even if you did one type of washing for one hand and a different type, meaning you could do it with pouring water over it, or you could do it with dunking, okay, um, in the river, um, even if you split your hands, it still works. That's a beverish. So that's also not a question. Um palga palga dide. So um, the case is, is that he, he washed only half of his hand at a time. Meaning first he washed one part of his hand, and then he did a separate pouring for the other part of his hand. So is that good? Um, um, so does that work or not? That's the question. They don't can purify halfway. So, so if he dried, if he only if he washed part of his hand and then he he got dried and he washed the other half, it's no good. So it's still will drop damp. So the Gemara says, is that effective? What's the problem? But didn't we learn in the Mishnah It's still not attached. So the water it didn't wash the whole hand at the same time. Neither for impurity nor purity. So It's wet enough that it could transfer that wetness to something else. Meaning if you touch a dry finger to that wetness and touch it to something else, it'll make the next thing wet. That's called tofeach. That's how wet it is. And that's the level of wetness that's considered still wet. It is attached. It's one. Maybe it's only like only that case by mikvah, you might think. 
the Tanan Mikvah Sheesh Barbaram, son might as well see it. A mikvah that has 40 sub, exactly 40, Vyard Shnaim, two people went in, Vitavla, and they dipped in it. Vizakhazeh, one after another, Rishon Tor, Vashini Tame. Only the first one's Tor, because he took out some water with him. And Rabbi Yudomerim, Hayu Raglav Shalvisho, Nogos Bamaim, if his feet are still touching the water, Afashini Tor, because all the water is touching, because he is wet on his surface, and it's like it's in the mikvah. So, which is really basically teaching us the idea. But nevertheless, you might think that's only true for mikvah. Maybe it doesn't work for hand washing. And the chiddush is that it works for hand washing as well. And, uh, um, and that's the idea. All right, I guess we'll stop over here. And we'll take it from here for tomorrow. A pleasure learning, a pleasure coming back.